You're listening to NTSU Sports on WGNS. Georgia State Panthers have taken the field and the Raiders will be coming up here in the top of the first inning. Before we get started, let's pause 10 seconds for station identification as you listen to Middle Tennessee Baseball. The flagship station for Blue Raider Sports. News Radio WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. The Blue Raiders play here. Dick Palmer, John Callow with you for Georgia State. Their starting pitcher is a right-hander, Cameron Landry, 6'3", 190, a junior from Johns Creek, Georgia. Comes in with an 0-3 record making his 10th appearance, his fifth start. He's thrown 22 in the third innings, giving up 26 runs, all but one of them earned on 31 hits, 14 walks, 28 strikeouts. As you said, an 0-3 record uh, with a 10.07 ERA. Dickey gives up a lot of extra base hits, six doubles, a triple, and four home runs, and opponents are hitting 326 against Landry. Defensively for Georgia State, they will have Will Mize at third base. Matt Ruiz is the shortstop. Jesse Donahoe, the second baseman. And Luke Boynton will be the first baseman. In left field will be Dylan Strickland. In center field will be Jones. That is Cameron Jones. And in right field, JoJo Jackson. Behind the plate will be Colin Hynek and on the mound, Cameron Landy and the first pitch of the game is high to JT Mabry, ball one. We are underway at about 3.03 here on a Tuesday afternoon. Swinging a foul back and the count to Mabry will go to one ball and one strike. Is that 3.03 or 4.03? Well, it's 3.03 in Murfreesboro. (laughs) It is 4.03 here. Landry pitches out of the set position. Mabry slams one foul down the first baseline. We're not in the press box as we were last year. Uh, We are under a tent, and we are a little bit to the first base side of home plate as the pitch comes in. Swung on, fouled out of play. And we are uh, outside in the elements. But the elements are not bad today. No, no, not bad at all. We've, it's been a long time since I've seen a baseball game from this perspective, though. One ball, are, two strikes to count to Mabry. We are at ground level. High four <laughs> ball. Dick, I don't think we're going to have any trouble picking up high and low on right-handed hitters. I'm not sure that we're necessarily going to be able to pick up what is on or off the plate. Two balls, two strikes to count to Mabry. JT hitting 363 and leading it off. That's a familiar position for him. And the 2-2 pitch on the way is check swing and he did not go. So the count will go full to Mabry at three balls and two strikes. Looked to me like we caught a break there, Dick. Full count, Landry's pitch swung on, knocked down by the pitcher. 
And a little underhand toss to first base will retire. Mabry pitched to first for the first out. He just kind of stuck his glove out and said, look what I found. The batter will be Brett Coker, Blue Raider shortstop. Coker has a couple of streaks going coming into this game. He's been on base in 25 consecutive games. He has hit safely in eight consecutive games. Takes the first pitch, low and outside, ball one. Swings and fouls this one over by the Blue Raider dugout. That's down the first base side. One and one, 330 feet down the left field line, 335 to right, 385 to dead center. Coker taps it foul down the third base side. And it's one and two to Brett Coker. This Georgia Southern team, we'll talk about them a little bit more when they come up, but they hit a lot of home runs, and I expect they hit a lot in this park. Breaking ball in for a strike, caught uh, Coker looking. He is called out for out number two. After the first two batters, this pitcher does not look like a pitcher with an earned run average of 10. But that's what the numbers say. That is what the numbers say. He also uh, has had some problems with hitting batters. He's hit four on the season. Here's Jeremiah Boyd, the Raiders' DH, 333, his average. And looks at an off-speed pitch in for a strike, nothing in one. He is the, speaking of home runs, he's the Blue Raider leader in home runs with eight. Ground ball to short. Charging Ruiz, and the throw to first is in time, and the Raiders are up and down in order. In the top of the first inning, nothing across. So we are underway in Decatur. We go to the bottom of the first inning. Middle Tennessee nothing. Georgia State coming to bat on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. The Blue Raiders are winners in the classroom, on the field, and the courts. Richard Lewis here. I want you to win in real estate also. Buying, selling, auction here in Tennessee or along the Gulf Coast to second home or investing. Give me a call to help start that winning process. 615-319-9981. Oh, I'm never too busy for your referrals. Richard Lewis, Exit Realty, Bob Lamont Associates. For close to a century, doctors and care teams at Ascension St. Thomas Rutherford have been dedicated to delivering compassionate, personalized care to Rutherford County and surrounding communities. We are leading the way with new services and healthcare options, and we continue to make significant investments in Rutherford County. In 2023, we're opening Tennessee's first neighborhood hospital at Westlawn, and expansions at our Rutherford Hospital campus are underway. Find all the care you need at ascension.org slash St. Thomas Rutherford. The Blue Raiders play here. WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. We go to the bottom half of inning number one. No score, Georgia State will have Dylan Strickland to lead off against the Blue Raiders starter today, who is Jalen Wirtz. Jalen Wirtz making his eighth appearance, third start. 
He's thrown 13 and two-thirds innings, given up 13 runs, 11 of them earned on 19 hits, 8 walks, 10 strikeouts, 7.24 ERA, a 1-0 record. Dillon's last start was against Alabama in Huntsville. His first pitch to Strickland. Low for ball one. Strickland is the home run leader for this Panther team. He's got 10 of them. He's a right-handed batter. And Wirtz works the fastball high. Four doesn't, ball two. Doesn't get any easier with the two-hole, though, because uh, Luke Boynton, who is on deck, has nine on the season. Wirtz last Appearance was against FIU. There's a ball hit down the left field line. High in the air. It's going to be foul. Anybody there? And who got that? Coker? I think that was Brett Coker. The shortstop. I was actually blocked out of the play by the third base coach. Like everybody. <laughs> yeah. So that's a foul ball, I assume. I think it was. Down the third baseline. We don't have the greatest vantage point here. We're at, uh, actually <laughs> a little bit below sea level here as we watch the game from outside the press box. We're under a tent. There's a ball lined right to the shortstop, Coker, and he has handled the first two batters. One, a foul pop-up. This, a line drive hit right at him. That was Boynton. Works against uh, FIU, pitched two-thirds of an inning in relief on April 2nd. That was a Saturday game. Gave up a run, a hit, but he had three walks in that two-thirds of an inning. The batter is Ruiz, the shortstop. Hitting. And he will have to uh, compose himself here. Looked like he was hitting the ribs. He will go down to first base, hit by a pitch. So two outs, a runner at first, and the batter is Cameron Jones, the center fielder. And everybody in this lineup, Georgia State lineup today, has hit home runs. He is the only one who has not hit multiple home runs. He's hit one on the year. Batting 299, works with the pitch and for a strike, nothing in one. Got it in at the knees. Well, if he could live there all afternoon, he'd be uh, he'll he'll go a long way in this ball game. Checks the runner and delivers, and a little tap third base side foul, backhanded by Jennings. He'll return it to the pitcher's mound, and the count is 0 and 2. <clears throat> On Cameron Jones. A little breaking ball. No score. We're at the bottom of the first inning. Middle Tennessee and Georgia State. Runner goes. They've got him picked off. The throw to second. Going to be in time, and he is out. And somebody alertly. Shouted towards that that runner was off. He just turned and threw it straight to second base. And the tag was made there for out number three. And that is all in the first inning. No runs, no hits. And with the uh, out at second base, nobody left. We've completed one full inning 
and still scoreless. Middle Tennessee, nothing. Georgia State, nothing on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. You know that sound anywhere. It's the crisp crunch of that first nacho chip with its perfect cheese to sour cream ratio sitting atop a layer of delicious beans. It's a sip away from perfection. That's what we're looking for. Add a delicious, refreshing Pepsi and we've achieved absolute nacho nirvana. Because while you can pile those nachos high with every spicy, cheesy, savory topping, there's no topping a cool Pepsi finish. Nachos, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. Prescription opioids can be addictive and dangerous. I was given a prescription opioid pain medication and within only a few months, I was completely addicted. I lost everything. I had to leave school and stop playing sports in college, and I started to watch my life slip away. I want people to know that these drugs are addictive. One prescription can be all it takes to lose everything. Prescription opioids. It only takes a little to lose a lot. Visit cdc.gov rxawareness. To the top half of inning number two, Jackson Galloway, who's in the cleanup spot today, will lead it off for the Raiders against the right-hander Cameron Landry. Set the Raiders down in order in the first inning. Galloway takes a strike called, nothing in one. Galloway, Nagishi, and Snyder here in inning number two. Pitch a bit outside for ball one, one and one. This is the seventh meeting between Middle Tennessee and Georgia State. The Raiders lead the overall series five games to one. Swing and a miss, and it's one and two to Galloway. Last year on the 4th of May, here in Decatur, the Raiders won nine to seven. Pitch bounces up there for ball two to Galloway. Two balls, two strikes. That was a game, John, in which uh, Bryson Thomas probably had the best pitching performance of his career as a Blue Raider. Went four and a third innings, no runs, three hits, four strikeouts. Pitch outside, ball three. Galloway's hitting 271 on the season with one home run. And the pitch. Tap to third. That's going to be a fair ball to throw across. Is low in the dirt. Picked by the first baseman. Galloway is out third to first. That ball was just barely fair. Third baseman Mize got an assist from his first baseman, Boynton, who made a nice pick on a low throw. One out in the second inning. Here's Nagishi. Blue Raider first baseman getting his first start of the season at the bag and takes the pitch outside for ball one. He's had two hits this season and five trips, so that's a 400 average, and both have been for extra bases, a double and a triple. Ball two is outside, 2-0. and 
and one of three left-handed bats in the Blue Raider batting order today. That's kind of unusual for us. The pitch to Nagishi is taken for a strike. Two and one. Landry's pitch hit in the air to right field. That is going to be caught by the second baseman as he was running into short right field. And he gathers that in for out number two. Thought that had a chance of getting over his over his head. Here is Eston Snyder. The Raiders sophomore outfielder. 283 average, three home runs for Snyder. Landry pitching out of the set position, and a strike is called, nothing and one. He's retired the first five batters here in inning, uh, here in, this, in the ball game. We're in the second inning. Strike is called, had a little bit of a twist on that one. Nothing and two. Right-hander comes set and came back with another breaking ball. Breaking ball was outside. One ball, two strikes. Luke Benson would be next should Snyder get on. And the pitch. Swung on a miss. Snyder down on strikes. Second strikeout for Landry. That's uh, all in the second inning. The Raiders... Again, up and down in order, nothing across. We go to the bottom of the second, Middle Tennessee nothing, Georgia State nothing on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Las Casas Drugs is a proud sponsor of Blue Raider Athletics, located at 4702 Las Casas Pike, just minutes from Murfreesboro. Las Casas Drugs strives to provide all of your pharmaceutical needs in that hometown atmosphere you deserve. Family-owned and operated, Las Casas Drugs offers free delivery, immunizations, drive through window, gift shop, merchandise, and medication management programs. Come by and see how we can make a difference. And go Blue Raiders! Middle Tennessee Electric proudly supports the MTSU Blue Raiders. And we're proud to power the scoreboard lights at Reese Smith Jr. Field. When it comes to the electric service in the community, you can always trust MTE to do what's best for our members. We serve by providing affordable, reliable, safe electricity and outstanding member service. Here at MTE, we serve to make life better for our members and their communities. Visit www.mtemc.com to learn more. And that scoreboard, light it up, Blue Raiders. The Blue Raiders on News Radio WGNS. We are to the bottom of the second inning in a scoreless game. And I understand we have a little bit uh, less than a good connection down here. There's nothing we can do about it now. We have, uh, we have rebooted and reconnected, and apparently the problem remains. So we'll, uh, we'll just have to go with it. Cameron Jones will lead it off. He was batting when Ruiz was thrown out at second base, and the pitch is fouled back out of play. They wouldn't hit one back here on us, would they, John? You know, it, <laughs> that's entirely possible. We still haven't gotten one in our press box, have we? 
No, and I'm not looking forward to that either. <laughs> One strike to count to Jones. Showed bunt, but took it for strike two. He was behind in the count 0-2 in the first inning when uh, Ruiz was picked off, or actually, I guess that goes as an outstanding. stealing, yeah. Two strikes to Jones. And here's Jalen Wirtz with the pitch. Hit to right field. It is going to be caught by Eston Snyder. Coming in a few steps for out number one. One down in the second. And that will bring the third baseman, Will Mize, to the plate. You know, going back to that last out of the uh, first inning, I thought uh, Jalen Wirtz showed a lot of presence of mind to pay attention to what was going on. Runner took off. He stepped off, threw back, nailed him with room to spare. Pitch backs by out of the box. Ball one. Buys a right-handed batter. Hits one solidly in the left field for a base hit. And that will be our first hit of the game. Will Byers with a solid single to left field. And he is at first base with one out for Michael McGinnis. McGinnis, the designated hitter, hitter out of Noonan, Georgia. A transfer from Samford. He's hitting 281. And that's from the right side. Wirtz checks the runner at first, and the pitch inside, ball one to McGinnis. Raiders have Veneto behind the plate today. Jennings, Coker, Mabry, and Nagishi around the infield with Galloway, Benson, and Snyder in the outfield. One ball, no strikes. The count to Michael McGinnis. I'd like to be able to tell you that he grounds into double plays a lot, but he, he doesn't. He hasn't grounded into a double play yet this season. Well, he needs to start. It works for me. Ground ball. That That's is fair. a fair ball over the bag at third, rolling down into the corner. That could score a run. They're going to wave him home. Here comes the relay, and the throw to Vito Toe is cut off. They've got the runner coming to third. He is out at third. But the run scores. Will Mize coming all the way around from first base. McGinnis will get a double, and he is thrown out at third base. And that was a well-executed relay and cutoff play. Coker cut it off, fired over to Jennings at third after taking the throw from the left fielder Galloway, and they caught McGinnis trying to stretch it into a triple. Here's a strike call to JoJo Jackson. I think he misread the play. I think he thought the ball was going to come all the way through to the plate. So that was the second out. So there are two outs, bases empty. Jackson, a switch hitter batting left-handed. And I wonder if uh, that was his choice of numbers, John. If it was, it was a good one. <laughs> number 42. Oh, that's a great number. One ball, two strikes. Outside ball, two. Jackie Robinson's old number. This is, uh, we're getting right around Jackie Robinson day, aren't we? 
Should be pretty close. Yeah, if it's, it, I think it's this week. And every major league player will wear that number on that day. Works pitch is high, ball three. Full count, three and two to JoJo Jackson. JoJo out of Stone Mountain, Georgia. He's a sophomore. Jalen Wirtz backs off the rubber. They call that a disengagement now, John. <laughs> is that what that is? And the pitch is swung on and grounded foul over by the first base dugout. That ball had some movement on it. Dis I thought that was when your girlfriend broke up with you. Well, that could be too. <laughs> Count holds it three and two to Jackson. Georgia State with a one to nothing lead. We're at the bottom of the second inning. Pitches low for ball four. Mm. Now that play at third base looks even bigger now, doesn't it? That ball that McGinnis hit was right down the line at yeah. third and then rolled all the way into the corner and foul ground. And since the third base umpire was uh, actually in the middle of the infield, for a home plate umpire's call, he called it immediately. Jesse Donahoe is the batter. He's the second baseman, bats left. Throw to first and the runner back. This team has stolen 53 bases this season. So not only do they hit a lot of home runs, they steal bases at a good rate. The Raiders, on the other hand, have stolen 45. Donahoe waiting. Works with the pitch, a strike on the outside corner, nothing in one. Well, they did a pretty good job of playing a non-conference schedule. Played Cincinnati, played uh, Clemson. That was the one that impressed me. Here's the pitch. Took a little off, and on a whole, and a big swing was out in front of it and fouled it out of play. Count goes to 0-2. On Donahoe. Now they managed to go with three at Clemson, but here's the 0-2. Swung on, fouled out of play. The runner was going on that pitch. Jackson returns to first. A run has scored here in the bottom of the second. Georgia State leading one to nothing. Throw to first and the runner back. For those of you who would like to see our broadcast location, I posted a picture on Facebook <laughs> a little bit before we went on the air. You can see where we are. The pitch to the plate sails high, four ball one. Is that what that picture was for? One and two, exactly. We are in the shade here, and we do have a tent over our heads in case it should start to rain, but that's not <laughs> in the forecast today. No. 
I was thinking that uh, it might better protect us from foul balls. Or maybe from the sun, but I don't think the sun's going to get over this far. It's uh, back behind us by now. One and two, the count. And just missed with the breaking ball. Uh, Just barely. On the, I guess, on the high side. Two balls, two strikes to Donahoe. He's the number eight hitter in the order. Works with the pitch, and a nice pitch. Uh, Cut the inside corner, strike three called, and that is going to be all for Donahoe and all for the Panthers here in the second inning, but they come up with the game's first run. A run, two hits, and one left. We have completed two full innings. It's Georgia State, one Middle Tennessee nothing on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Will Fraley, attorney at law, has experience you can count on. Former Blue Raider baseball player and MTSU alum Will Fraley serves Murfreesboro and the surrounding communities. Put a strong and experienced legal fighter on your case. Give Will Fraley a call and he can handle all of your legal matters, including criminal and domestic or family law. Visit WillFraleyLaw.com or call 615-410-7290. The Blue Raiders on News Radio WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. We go to the top of the third inning. We are probably, what would you say, John? 50 feet from home plate? 60? No. Yeah, 50 closer. And uh, if we had a little bit more cable here, we could probably have a field bike. <laughs> That's right. We're that close. And you can probably hear the umpire's calls if he uh, bellows them loud enough. And I understand uh, we might have picked up a response to that call third strike from the batter at the end of the inning. For the Raiders, it will be Luke Benson to lead it off. The Raiders have been retired in order in each of the first two innings, so Benson will try to break that uh, spell. Leading off here in the third, Benson, Jennings, and Bidato. And Luke takes a strike. Nothing in one. Started him off with a breaking ball. Left-handed hitting. Center fielder for the Raiders. 324 average coming in. Pitches outside, one and one. Luke is still, uh, slow start at the plate. It's come along in the last two, three weeks. One ball, one strike to count. And Landry with the pitch, strike two called. One and two. There's a check swing, and they will appeal. He did not go. Third base umpire makes the decision. Two and two. 
2-2 pitch to Vincent. He's called out on strikes. Pitch over the outside corner for out number one. Third strikeout for Landry. A few people in the grandstand, which is to our left, under the press box, which we are not occupying today. And a uh, about a four or five level grandstand to our right. There's a pitch. Jennings, after the first pitch, fouled it off for strike one. Well, we're told that uh, we are on the ground outside because the replay equipment has taken over the what used to be the visitor's radio booth. Sunbelt uh, Conference requires strike call, and it's one it's, and one. It requires its team to maintain replay equipment. Only two, rather, to Jennings. Got four cameras, home plate uh, camera. Ground ball to third. Third baseman Mize with the play over the first in time for out number two. Got a camera back uh, behind the center field wall and then down both uh, right and left field lines just beyond the dugouts. So eight in a row retired by Landry, and the batter will be Jared Vitato. He is a redshirt freshman. Bats from the left side. Takes a pitch outside for ball one. Swung on, hit near the bag at second shortstop up with it over to first and that is out number three so three up three down in each of the first three innings Raiders have been retired in order we go to the bottom of the third inning Middle Tennessee nothing Georgia State leading one to nothing on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield for close to a century, doctors and care teams at Ascension St. Thomas Rutherford have been dedicated to delivering compassionate, personalized care to Rutherford County and surrounding communities. We are leading the way with new services and healthcare options, and we continue to make significant investments in Rutherford County. In 2023, we're opening Tennessee's first neighborhood hospital at Westlawn, and expansions at our Rutherford Hospital campus are underway. Find all the care you need at ascension.org slash St. Thomas Rutherford. At State Farm, when home and auto work as a team, you score and save money. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wama. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let's work together to win big by saving money on home and auto. With the service you get from State Farm, you might think our car insurance costs more. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wama. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let me show you with discounts up to 40%. You may find it even costs less. The Blue Raiders play here. News Radio WGNS. The Panthers of Georgia State, coached by Brad Stromdahl in his fourth year, and just picked up uh, his 400th career win in the last game against James Madison. Now, that doesn't mean he's won 100 games every year here for four years because he was. Uh, 12 years as a coach at uh, a smaller college uh, here in Georgia, Gwinnett. 
Georgia Gwinnett, I think. Yeah, and it's an NAI school. Yeah. So uh, they were playing 56, 60. Uh, they were playing close to 60 ball games a season. His record overall is 492. Uh, we've got a new pitcher on for the uh, uh, for the Raiders. Wirtz goes two innings, and uh, we'll get the full number on that. This is Daniel Dewey. Daniel making his second appearance of the season. He's only thrown one inning, no runs, one hit, one strikeout in that uh, one inning. But he ended up picking up a win, so he is 1-0. and I think Daniel got a start. Does it show he has a start? Um, Pitched the plate is swallowed, fouled out of play. This is no that uh, one appearance was in relief. This is the catcher high neck, a right-handed batter. Final numbers on Jalen Wirtz. He goes two innings, one run. It was earned on two hits, one walk, one strikeout. So today may be a bullpen day for the. Blue Raiders, as Daniel Dewey had in the count, two strikes to Hynek. Pitch spins outside for ball one. Dewey last pitched against FIU on Saturday of that series, went one inning, one hit, no runs, one strikeout. He did throw a third of an inning against Alabama and was unscored on there. There's strike three called, and Hynek looks at strike three for out number one. You know, what I gave you was uh, conference numbers. So this is his, actually his fifth appearance. Fifth appearance. He does have one start, Dick. Three and a third innings, two runs, one earned on three hits and four uh, walks, six strikeouts. Pitches outside, ball one to Strickland. 2.70 ERA with a one and one record. A one and one and oh record. I'll get it all straight. Strickland at 367. Ten home runs. Do we pitching carefully to him? And ball two is low. Two balls, no strikes. Strickland fouled out to Coker as the leadoff batter in their first inning. Georgia State leading one to nothing. We're just in the third inning, very early here in the game. Dewey with the pitch and their first strike, two and one. Swing and a foul back to the backstop, two and two. Neither James Sells nor Ollie Aikens made the trip down here. They are being uh, held out today and will play a role in our series in San Antonio later this week. Well, James Sells played a heck of a role over the weekend in Bowling Green against Western Kentucky. Swing and a miss. Strickland is down on strikes. Two up, two down, and Dewey has fanned the first two batters he has faced. 
James Sells was the Conference USA Pitcher of the Week, the first such weekly honor the Raiders have had this season. Three saves and three games as the Raiders swept Western Kentucky. Pitch is outside to Luke Boynton, ball one. Boynton, the first baseman, lined out to Coker at short. Coker shading him towards second base, and that's where he hit it in the first inning. And the pitch to the plate swung on and foul back. One thing Daniel Dewey is is doing here since uh, coming in, we've noticed he's keeping that ball down, John. Yeah, he sure is. And if you uh, are facing a team that's halfway through a season and already has 60 home runs plus, that's where you want the ball to be. Strike call. Well, that one caught the outside corner, one and two. Daniel out of Rockvale High School in Rutherford County. And the pitch. Swung on, just fouled it away. And again, that pitch was down below the knees. Got holes at one and two. Looking at Georgia State's roster, they have only one Tennessean on the roster, and that is Mason Patel, right-handed pitcher from Knoxville, Tennessee, from the Webb School in Knoxville. Outside and low ball, too. Not to be confused with the Webb School in Bellbuckle. Which is the original. The one in Knoxville is the grandson. There's one in California that was... The Sun. That's all you want to know about Webb School history, Doug. Two balls, two strikes. Ball three is long. <laughs> that one got all the way back. Back to the backstop. Yeah, bounced off the concrete. Concrete block uh, wall back here. We were told before the game that part of the outfield wall here is part of the old Turner Field. No, it wasn't Turner Field. It was... Uh, the Atlanta Fulton County the, Stadium. The old park. Yeah. Fulton County Stadium. Yeah. Pitches outside. And again, that one skips past Vito. That is a base on balls to Boynton. Well, it's not like it gets any easier, Ruiz. Yeah, you've got. So the Fulton County Stadium was bulldozed, wasn't it? Uh, it was. And then Turner Field was built adjacent. Yeah. And now Georgia State plays football in Turner Field and have plans for a baseball stadium adjacent to Turner Field. There is a uh, across the street what used to be Atlantic Fulton County was a, is a parking lot now. But there is a marker Showing where Hank Aaron hits 715. Ruiz takes strike one from Daniel Dewey, a runner at first with two outs. And the pitch to the plate misses outside, one and one. Didn't miss by much. That was on April the 8th. Was what year was that, John? 74? I think it was 74. Is that right? Let's see. I, I've got to think about it. Some, one, some, two. Yeah, that would be 74. Pitch. Swing and a miss. He got that one up in his eyes. Yeah. 
Ruiz went around, and it's one and two. <laughs> and almost around again. Ruiz at 292, six home runs. He's driven in 31. Dewey into the stretch, checks the runner and the pitch. Struck him out swinging. He struck out the side with a walk thrown in for good measure. No runs, no hits, one left. And your totals after three, Georgia State, one run, two hits, no errors. Middle Tennessee up and down in order in the first three innings, 0-0-0 on the scoreboard. We'll go to the fourth inning, one to nothing Panthers on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Today's game is brought to you in part by proud partners of Blue Raider Athletics, Granison Associates, certified public accountants. They provide a full range of tax preparation, accounting, and bookkeeping services for both business and individual needs. That's Granison Associates. Give them a call at 615-895-1040 or visit Granison Associates online at gcpas.com. Nothing is more expensive than a missed opportunity that could have changed your life. Maybe you're just graduating high school or are working and need to earn a degree to advance your career. Or you aspire to be a leader and a graduate degree can make that happen. Whether you're just starting out or retooling for the future, Middle Tennessee State University can help you get there. MTSU, the University of Opportunities. Radio WGNS, the flagship station for Blue Raider Sports. Go to the fourth inning. Captain Landry has set the Raiders down one, two, three in each of the first three innings. Got a strikeout in each of the first three innings. So maybe this will be the breakthrough inning. Mabry, Coker, Boyd, top three in the batting order. We'll face him here in the fourth. Wind has really died down here momentarily. And the pitch to JT is a strike call, nothing in one. <laughs> you thought that was low, didn't you, John? I did think that was low. Yeah, that, that was, was low, low too. <laughs> bounces up there. One ball, one strike to Mabry. Raiders are 17 and 13. There's a strike. Caught the outside corner, yeah. one and two. That looked like a slider. A lot of late action. And the pitch inside, backed him away. Middle Tennessee was such a good road team last year. Five and six. This is their 12th game away from Reese Smith. And they have won five, lost six, trying to even up that road record with this one. Mabry fouls it out of play. Well, what we weren't very good at uh, last year was winning at home. Raiders were under 500 at home last year at nine and 10, but 20 and 16 on the road. Mabry taps it foul down the third base side. The count holds two balls and two strikes. 
We've already won more home games this year than we did all last year. There's the first base hit, a line shot into center field for J.T. Mabry. That will break the spell, and let's see what the Raiders can do with that hit now. Brent Coker will be coming up. Good at bat by Mabry, he fouled off two or three pitches, waited, waited for one he could handle and lined it into center field. Coker was called out on strikes in the first inning. He's after that first pitch. Fouls it down to the third base side where third base coach Kevin Nichols bobbles it. Picks it up, tosses <laughs> it out back to the uh, Panther dugout. Get our glove. Landry's throwing a lot of breaking balls. One strike to count. Landry's pitch bunted and too high. All the way down to first base where Boynton, the first baseman, caught it in the air and Mabry just barely got back in time. Yeah, uh, a lot of uh, presence of mind by Boynton down there trying to find the bag with his uh, foot. So what caught out, that in foul territory, didn't he? What out the, yeah, I called it a foul ball. Here's Jeremiah Boyd, runner at first, one out. And the pitch comes in high for ball one. Mabry short lead. Boyd swings and misses one and one. I think he got a little bit of that. Dick, I think we must be on the departure vector for one of the airport runways. Runner goes and Boyd swings and fouls it out of play. Mabry will return to first. One ball, two strikes. The young man saw where that ball landed, gone and chased it. We're in a very picturesque uh, setting here. There are woods all around us. Uh, outside the uh, outfield fence. Looks like the leaves are about a week ahead of Middle Tennessee. Here's the pitch. Strike oh. called, and Boyd is called out on strikes. He didn't like that call. For out number two. I think our home plate umpire has a uh, very liberal strike zone today. It's hard to tell. <laughs> From where we are, it is. That's the fourth strikeout for Landry. He has at least one in each inning, and the batter is Jackson Galloway. Grounded out in the second. Mabry still at first base with that leadoff single, swinging a foul back. Another breaking ball. One strike to count. In fact, we're so close to a couple of trees, John, we could have brought a blanket and spread a picnic lunch out here. Or we could have brought a hammock and taken a nap. That's right. How about the picnic? First and the half second. <laughs> Works for me. <laughs> Who brought the fried chicken? 
One strike to count to Galloway. Landry checks the runner at first. He's going. The pitch is outside. The throw to second base is not in time. Oh, nice job by JT to avoid the tag. The throw was there, I think, John, and he uh, kind of slid around it. Got to the outfield side of the bag. Head first. So that is his second stolen bay or his uh, sixth stolen base of the season. Now the Raiders have a runner in scoring position. One and one to Jackson Galloway. The pitch just missed. Ball two. Two balls and a strike. Georgia State leading one to nothing. We're in the top of the fourth inning. Breaking ball is in for a call strike. Two and two to Galloway. Oh, that makes you tough when you can throw your breaking ball, whether it's a curveball or a slider. And I, I think he's throwing both. I don't think I've really seen a fastball. There's one. Hit there to right field. The base hit. Here comes Mabry. He's going to be waved home. The throw is coming to the plate. It's off the mark, and Mabry scores. We've got a 1-1 game and an RBI single from Jackson Galloway. Maybe that's why he hadn't been throwing the fastball very very much. Galloway shot it the other way to right field. Gets his 12th RBI of the season. Raiders have tied this game up. That gets Jalen Works off the hook. He'll take a no decision today. Tatsunori Nagishi will lead it off. He popped out to the second baseman in the second inning. Left-handed hitter. Swings and misses. Strike one. Boy, you got to like that run coming with uh, a two-out single. So we're going to foul back to the backstop, and it's 0-2. Takeshi is from Tokyo and came here via the junior college ranks, out of the junior college ranks. 0-2 the count. Swing and a little tap for a pitcher has got it under hands to first, and that's all in the fourth inning. Pitch to first to retire Nagishi. But the Raiders come up with their first hits and their first run. One run, two hits, one left. We will go to the bottom of the fourth inning. Middle Tennessee one, Georgia State one on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Middle Tennessee Electric proudly supports the MTSU Blue Raiders. And we're proud to power the school board lights at Reese Smith Jr. Field. When it comes to the electric service in the community, you can always trust MTE to do what's best for our members. We serve by providing affordable, reliable, safe electricity and outstanding member service. Here at MTE, we serve to make life better for our members and their communities. Visit www.mtemc.com to learn more. And that scoreboard, light it up, Blue Raiders. 
Las Casas Drugs is a proud sponsor of Blue Raider Athletics, located at 4702 Las Casas Pike, just minutes from Murfreesboro. Las Casas Drugs strives to provide all of your pharmaceutical needs in that hometown atmosphere you deserve. Family-owned and operated, Las Casas Drugs offers free delivery, immunizations, drive through window, gift shop, merchandise, and medication management programs. Come by and see how we can make a difference. And go Blue Raiders! You're listening to NTSU Sports on WGNS. Go to the bottom of the fourth inning. <laughs> it was a loose baseball. And uh, we had a, a race between the home plate umpire and uh, the Georgia Southern assistant coach. And the umpire won. How about that? Also had a little chat between innings with uh, that was interesting, Jeremiah man. Boyd, yeah, who was called out on strikes in that and didn't like fourth the inning. So uh, the home plate umpire explained his call to him, and Jeremiah said, "Okay, you're the boss." Here's Cameron Jones to lead off the fourth inning. Daniel Dewey starting his second inning of work delivers a strike at the knees, nothing in one. This is a guy you want to keep off the base. And he's stolen 24 bases wow. this season out of 28 attempts. Here's the one strike pitch and the breaking ball sails high, one and one. Hitting 299. Cameron Jones out of Kathleen, Georgia. 6'1", 180, a junior. Dewey's pitch misses. Outside, ball two, two and one. Jones, the number four hitter in the lineup. Here's the two, one. Popped foul out of play, back behind us somewhere. In the trees. I heard it. Or maybe. I heard it hit. Two balls, two strikes. This is not like at home. Foul no. ball like that, we'd had 18 little kids running after it. Somebody thinks they might have seen it, so they're kind of sauntering over. 2-2 two, two, the count. The pitch. Breaking ball misses. Ball three. From this angle, we can tell a little bit more about whether a pitch is, is a breaking ball or not, John. We can. Just can't tell whether it is over the plate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Three and two. And Dewey's pitch on the way, and it's outside ball four. Lead off walk, which is usually never good news. Never. Runner at first, nobody out, and the batter is Will Mize. He got the first hit for the Panthers, a single to left in the second inning, and scored their run, their only run. Mize, a 304 hitter. Cameron Jones takes off his batting gloves and puts on his sliding mitt. And we'll draw a throw over there from Daniel Dewey. 
guess you're wondering what a sliding mitt is. It looks like an oven mitt to <laughs> me. Yeah. Something used to keep from burning your fingers. Or breaking them, jamming your fingers that uh, should go into the bag. Not going. Pitch swung on, hit in the air to the right side. Long run for everybody. I think Mabry's going to get there and make the catch for out number one. Moving toward the right field line, J.T. Mabry took that high pop-up. Was he in foul territory, you think? I have no idea. <laughs> we cannot see the foul line from where we are. One out. And I did not see uh, Ordinarily, you'd look uh, to the first base umpire to give you a good definitive call, and I just didn't see it one way or the other. Here's Michael McGinnis. He had that double that drove in the Georgia State run in the second inning. Hit it right between uh, Jennings and the bag at third. Swing and a miss. Good fastball. Strike one to McGinnis. That RBI was his 10th of the season. He's the designated hitter today. The pitch, off-speed pitch in there nicely for strike two. Nothing at two to Michael McGinnis. McGinnis making only his 14th start of the season. And that one hit him. Well, at least now we know Cameron Jones will not be trying to steal second. That's the second uh, hitter Raider pitchers have hit today. Wirtz hit a batter. And now first and second with one out. Batter is JoJo Jackson. Switch hitter, he walked in the second inning. He's grounded into one double play this season. And the pitch. Misses oh. ball one. Jackson at 320 on the year, eight home runs. Dewey with the pitch, swinging a foul back to the screen. That was his home run cut. Calling a strike to Jackson. He was looking for that short porch in uh, right field with that one. One run, two hits for each team so far in the game. One and one the count to Jackson. Dewey checks the runner at second, and the pitch is a strike oh. called at the knees. The count will go to one and two. That was a changeup. Right-hander ready. Checked a swing on a low pitch. Did he go? No, nope. base umpire says no, he did not. Well, it would have been uh, a real surprise to me if he had been called on that. 
because we've had at least two check swings that were appealed that were a lot farther along in the swing. 2-2 two, two the count. Runners at first and second, one out. We're in the bottom of the fourth inning in a 1-1 game. The runners go, pitch is fouled off. So the count holds at 2-2. Two, two. The double steal was on. Both runners broke on the pitch. I expect Jackson is wishing he had not swung at that. <laughs> uh, they had it. Uh, they had him stolen. And that was a good pitch to steal on. Unless they had the hit and run on. And now Dewey will step off the mound and fake a throw to second base. Just to let Strickland know that uh, he still we knows know. he's out there. Yeah. Now the pitch, swinging a foul straight back. He had a good rip at that fastball. Count two and two. Just got under it. Dewey looking in for the side, and now he's ready. Runners go, pitches in the dirt, and they steal second and third. And now the count is full to Jackson. Double play is no longer in order. I'd like to have the strike out here. Three balls, two strikes to Jackson. And Dewey's pitch on the way, misses outside, ball four. And the bases are loaded. That will be the third walk allowed by Daniel Dewey. And the batter will be Jesse Donahoe, the second baseman. Coach Jerry Myers will make a trip to the mound here. And we may have a pitching change. Is there someone yeah, he, uh, coming in, John? Yeah, I, I don't have a clue who it is yet, though. We cannot see the bullpen from where we're located. So we have a pitching change. We'll take a break, tell you about the new pitcher when we come back on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Chip Walters here with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. I was named a top 10 agent in the number one Exit Realty office in America in 2021. The top question I get around town, how's the market? Eh, good question. And the answer's changed a few times this year alone. I'd like to know what you've heard and share some solid data we have. Give me a call and let's have a cup of coffee and take a look at what's happening in your neighborhood. All my contact info is right on my website, choosechip.net. I'm Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. Nothing is more expensive than a missed opportunity that could have changed your life. Maybe you're just graduating high school or are working and need to earn a degree to advance your career. Or you aspire to be a leader and a graduate degree can make that happen. Whether you're just starting out or retooling for the future, Middle Tennessee State University can help you get there. MTSU, the University of Opportunities.
The Blue Raiders play here. WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. Out of four, and the bases are loaded with one out. Brian Baratic will come in from the bullpen. 6'3", 195, a freshman from Spring Hill. And he's got a, a pretty tough assignment here. Got a left-handed hitter coming up, too, John. Sure does. Uh, Brannick making his ninth appearance, his fifth in relief. He's thrown 24 in the third innings, giving up 18 runs, 15 earned on 23 hits, 12 walks, 18 strikeouts. He's got a 5.5 ERA, a one-and-one record with one save. Last appearance was on Friday, March Maybe it was a Thursday. Anyway, March 31st in the FIU series with three innings, gave up three runs on two hits, walked two, struck out one, gave up a double and a home run in that game and did not have a decision. He's facing Donahoe, the second baseman. First pitch in for a strike. So what Brannick would love to have here is a ground ball to the infield. Donahoe has grounded into one double play this season. Swing and a miss, and it's 0-2. Strikeout wouldn't be bad. Hynek, the catcher, is the on-deck hitter. Number nine hitter. Two strikes to Donahoe. Moranic's pitch just missed outside. One and two. Preliminary numbers on uh, Daniel Dewey. He goes inning in the third. No hits, but he walks three, strikes out three, and hit a batter. And all three of those runners out there belong to him. Popped up. That's into the outfield and might get a run in. Galloway makes the catch. The throw to the plate. The runner's coming. And he is safe. Had a chance. Sure did. Galloway had a pretty good throw to the plate. That's out number two. Sacrifice fly. Jones comes in to score. Make it two to one, Georgia State. And the other two runners also moved up. Moved up on the throw. So now with two outs, second and third. Better is Colin Hynek, the catcher. He's called out on strikes in his first at bat. And swings and misses for strike one. So charge that run to Dewey. Strike two call to Hynek. Nothing into the count. And the pitch. Low and outside for ball one. Tried to get him to go fishing on that pitch down and away. Baranek, the pitch struck him out swinging. They'll have to throw him out at first and Beatertill completes the out. That is all in the fourth. One run, 
no hits. There were no errors and two men left on base. We have completed four full innings. It is Georgia State 2, Middle Tennessee 1 on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. At State Farm, when home and auto work as a team, you score and save money. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wama. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let's work together to win big by saving money on home and auto. With the service you get from State Farm, you might think our car insurance costs more. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wama. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let me show you with discounts up to 40%. You may find it even costs less. Our employees at Purity Dairy are proud to be true blue supporters of Middle Tennessee athletics and their student-athletes. At Purity Dairy, we aim to be the most trusted source of wholesome, delicious dairy products for every occasion. We never forget how fortunate we are to be invited into your home, and we earn our place by holding ourselves to the highest standards. With over 100 products available in Tennessee, Alabama, and Kentucky, visit your local retailer for Purity Milk, ice cream, and more. Flagship station for Blue Raider Sports, WGNS. Top of the fifth inning, Cameron Landry now has a two-to-one lead and will face Snyder, Benson, and Jennings in the fifth. Before that uh, happens, let's pause 10 seconds for station identification as you listen to Blue Raider Baseball. The flagship station for Blue Raider Sports. News Radio WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. The Blue Raiders play here. John, you know what we forgot? It was uh, Wendy's inning, and uh, we Blue won. Raiders, Blue Raiders got two hits in that inning. We so sure did. You can win yourself a free Dave single cheeseburger. Text the word single to 832 832- Zero zero. You'll receive a coupon for a free Dave's single cheeseburger, and that can be redeemed at any Murfreesboro or Smyrna location. First pitch to Evans, Eston Snyder is low for ball one. Also low, and in the dirt, almost hit the umpire. May have done so. Looked like it hit somebody. And two and two, it could have been the catcher. Yeah, you don't normally get that walk out uh, to personally toss that new baseball to the pitcher. Two balls, no strikes to Snyder. He wouldn't walk Snyder here, would he? That yep. would be a good way for the Raiders to start the inning. All three is low, three and oh. Well, you uh, you mentioned when uh, when uh, Daniel Dewey walked that leadoff hitter in the bottom of oh it, he hit him did he or just walked I think he just walked him. We're gonna call that a walk. It was close to being a hit by pitch. Well, we we gave up that leadoff walk, and that ended up being that run that uh, became the go-ahead run. Yeah, it will almost always burn you. So we've got to take advantage of that now. And Snyder at first, nobody out. Luke Benson, the batter. They think he's going to bunt. I believe they were right. He takes it for a strike after shortening up. Yeah, that was going to be a tough pitch to uh, uh, to to get down. 
in on his hands. One strike to count. Bunts but foul back under the screen. It's 0-2. Well, I'd say the bunt is now off. I saw a major league player last night, John. Yeah. With two strikes. Bunt? Bunt. And butted foul. Oh, gosh. I don't know if he lost the count or if he's trying to surprise somebody. I think he surprised his manager more than anybody else. Swinging a foul out of play. Vincent not bunting there with two strikes. 0-2 the count. And Eston Snyder was, I think that was in the Braves-Reds game last night. He must have lost 0-2 the count. the count. That's the only way you can explain that. Way high for ball one. Although, I will tell you that I've seen pitchers do it back yeah. when pitchers hit. Yeah, that was fairly standard for pitchers that couldn't hit with a telephone pole. <laughs> I thought you were going to say with authority, but that's not the case either, is it? Pitch runner goes. Hide the throw to second. And the runner safe. They, the they, the uh, they shortstop the, couldn't hang on to the yeah, ball. Yeah, they bobbled the baseball, so you give him a stolen base. So Snyder now 11 for 11 in stolen base attempts. And it's two balls, two strikes to Luke Vincent. Now the Raiders need to make him pay for that leadoff walk. Yep. 2-2 the count. Landry's pitch. Strike oh. three called. Dropped that breaking ball in. Fooled on that pitch. Sure did. That's out number one. That's five strikeouts now, and he's had one in each inning. Has Landry. Just that uh, just that one walk. He's been striking out. Uh, his walk-to-strikeout ratio is he's been striking out two for every one he walked, so he's above that average today. Here's Jennings. Takes the pitch up high for ball one. Gabe grounded to third and to third. We can actually see their bullpen because it's in foul territory, and they've got uh, they've got a pitcher working. Left-hander, isn't it? It is. Swing and a miss, one and one for our three left-handed hitters. Snyder, good speed down at second base, one out. Landry the pitch. Swung on a miss. Fooled him with a breaking ball. ball. Yeah. One and two. He just doesn't throw a lot of fastballs. We talked about that last inning. And he immediately threw a fastball and gave up a hit. And the pitch. Way high. Ball <laughs> two. Two, two. I'd like to, with that 10.07 or whatever it was, ERA, I'd like to see a spread of where the runs score. Swing and a miss, struck him out. Well, he is atoning for that leadoff walk with two strikeouts back to back. Here's Jared Pitato, 
grounded out in the third inning. Left-handed inning catcher for the Raiders. You got to think uh, with that lefty throwing in their bullpen, this is probably going to be it for Landry. Swing and a miss. Feet toe. Not seen much action lately. He's uh, out of Gallatin. Plays high school ball for Davidson Academy. Missed outside with a fastball. One and one. Primary action has been uh, catching the, the midweek games to get Briggs-Rudder a, a break. He started against Alabama, but he started in right field in that game. It was 0 for 3. Pitch low. Two balls and a strike. Tying run at second base. Raiders have not been able to get him in since Snyder walked and stole second. Two balls and a strike. Popped up. In foul ground. Get out of play. Get out of play. And <laughs> it didn't get out of play, but it was dropped by the yeah. third baseman. You know, at our place, that, uh, that is uh, way, way out of here. There's probably, what, twice as much foul territory and uh, at least down the uh, left field line as we've got at Reese Smith Field. So now two and two, Peter Toll has a new life at the plate. That is a ball that should have been caught. It should have been, yeah. That is a difficult play. Two balls, two strikes, the pitch. Breaking ball high. Full count, three and two. Well, you know they want to get him through this uh, inning since this is the record inning. Here's the payoff pitch to Vitato, and he bounced it up there, ball four. Now the top of the batting order. Second walk in the inning. So in the inning, he's walked two, struck out two. And JT Mabry, who had the Raiders' first hit and scored their only run in the fourth inning, will stand in. Well, he made a mistake, uh, threw Mabry a fastball. Mabry went opposite field with it. Landry comes set, runners lead, and the pitch to the plate swung on and missed. One strike to count to J.T. Mabry. Right-hander delivers. Swung on line to left field. That is in for a hit. Here comes Snyder. He'll score. The left fielder bobbles the ball, and runners will be at second and third, and we've got a 2-2 game. Lead-off walk. Mabry comes through with a base hit to left. Picks up his 24th run batted in. Over to third is Vitato. Yeah, so that is that. Uh, yeah, that's going to be a double for JT. Going to give him a double on that? I am. Hit number three, run number two off Landry. The batter is Brett Coker, 0 for 2. Takes a strike, nothing in one. He is struck out and fouled out. 
Second and third, two outs. Swinging a miss. Oh, got him swinging at a pitch that was a foot out of the zone. Pitch way outside. Oh, and two. Coker in the hole here. And Landry's coming outside again, and a little tap. That's got the tip end of the bat on it, fouled it over by the on-deck circle. Out holes at 0-2. Raiders have tied the game here in the fifth. Runners second and third, two outs. Swing and a miss, struck him out. That is all in the fifth. Three strikeouts in the inning. Two walks and a run scoring double by JT Mabry. One run, one hit, two left. We are halfway home in this ball game. It is Middle Tennessee two and Georgia State two on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Today's game is brought to you in part by proud partners of Blue Raider Athletics, Grannis & Associates, certified public accountants. They provide a full range of tax preparation, accounting, and bookkeeping services for both business and individual needs. That's Grannis & Associates. Give them a call at 615-895-1040 or visit Grannis & Associates online at gcpas.com. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. The Blue Raiders on News Radio WGNS. And we go to the bottom of the fifth inning. We've got a brand new ball game here. Middle Tennessee and Georgia State tied at 2-2. And the leadoff batter for Georgia State will be Dylan Strickland. He has popped out and struck out. Bryant Baranek came in, got the last two outs in the fourth inning. Well, he walked into a tough situation, didn't he? Bases, Bases loaded, loaded, one out. They had a sacrifice fly, and then he got a strikeout to retire the side. There's a ball hit foul down the left side. Strike one to Strickland. Raiders with a... Tying double by J.T. Mabry in the fifth inning. That hit him. So Strickland, hit by pitch, will be on his way to first base. That's the same thing as a leadoff walk. Now you got to – you're pitching out of a hole. You got to make sure it doesn't burn you. Here's Boynton. I think that's a mixed metaphor, but uh, I think you get the point. Each of our three pitchers has hit a batter today. So 
Strickland draws a throw over to first and gets back in time. Breeze kicking up again here. It quieted down. There's a ball hit to right field and deep. Snyder back, looks up, and that one's gone. Just to the left of the scoreboard over the 360 mark. And that is a two-run homer for Luke Boynton. That's his 10th. Ties him for the team lead with Strickland, who just scores in front of him. Found that short porch in right field, John. Sure did. But that was going to go much farther than that short porch. And once again, that leadoff hit batsman comes back to burn the Blue Raiders. 4-2 Georgia State. Rannick's pitch is, that's a bunt attempt, I think, and missed by Ruiz. Called a strike, strike one. Ruiz has been hit by a pitch and has struck out. Ball hit into left center field. That one's well tagged, but Galloway moving over will make the grab for out number one. One down in the fifth. And here is Cameron Jones. He's batting fourth today, the uh, center fielder for the Panthers. He's flied out, had a leadoff walk, scored a run in the fourth inning. That was the fifth home run allowed by Baranek. And the pitch to the plate, misses inside, ball one. You know, you look back over the stats, though, over the history of baseball, and uh, hard throwers tend to give up home runs. Bob Gibson used to give up home runs. Pitches low, ball two, two and oh. Because as hard as they throw, it leaves just as fast, right? Yeah, Roger Clemens gave yep. up home runs. Nolan Ryan gave up home runs. There's a ground foul. Off to the left, two and one. Are all of the aforementioned in the Hall of Fame? Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, there might be something to that. No, Roger Clemens is not in the Hall of Fame. Here's the 2-1 pitch inside. It brushed him back a little bit. 3-1. and one. You don't need to be walking this guy. And the pitch. Popped foul. Hopefully it's over our heads behind us. Full count, three and two. I think he did us a favor on that. I think that was ball four. It was definitely up. And a three-two pitch, low for ball four. Mm. So he walks for the second straight time. And he, it was his walk in the uh, fourth inning that got things started. Ended up turning into a run. Runner at first, one out. Here's Will Buys. Got their first hit in the second inning. 
scored their first run. He's one for two. Right-handed batter, Baranek throws to first, and the runner is safely back. Turns and throws over there again, and again, Jones steps in ahead of the throw. Draws a third straight throw. Can't do that in the big leagues anymore. No, you sure can't. Uh, that limits it to two per runner, I think. Yeah. So Myers is yeah. going to make a change He's here. He's already made the call. So Jerry Myers on his way to the mound. We'll bring in a new pitcher. We will take a break here and tell you about the new pitcher when, he comes, uh, when we come back on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Prescription opioids can be addictive and dangerous. I was given a prescription opioid pain medication, and within only a few months, I was completely addicted. I lost everything. I had to leave school and stop playing sports in college, and I started to watch my life slip away. I want people to know that these drugs are addictive. One prescription can be all it takes to lose everything. Prescription opioids. It only takes a little to lose a lot. Visit cdc.gov slash rxawareness. Did you realize that over 85% of Americans own a cell phone, but only 40% own an individual life insurance policy? That leaves way too many families who'll be unprotected if they suddenly lose a parent. That's why we'd also like to point out that 100% of State Farm agents offer life insurance. So if you're at the place where procrastination just meant motivation, use that cell phone of yours and call me, State Farm Agent Deb Insel at 931-684-5274. The Blue Raiders on News Radio WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. New pitcher in for the Raiders is right-hander Kota Sato. Kota Sato making his eighth appearance, sixth in relief. He's thrown 15 and two-thirds innings, given up 16 runs, all earned on 21 hits, eight walks, nine strikeouts. And 9.19 ERA, an 0-1 record with one save. Comes to Middle Tennessee from Edmonds Community College and out of Yamagata, Japan. And he will face Will Mize with a runner at first and one out here in the fifth. Raiders trailing 4-2. to two. This is a situation you'd really like to see that double play ball. Get out of the inning. Get back at the plate. Trying to sort it all out. Sato's last appearance against Florida International at home went one inning, gave up one run on one hit. Had two walks. That hit was a double. Uh, Did not figure in the decision. Here's Mize. He was standing up there when Baranek threw over to first base three times. And after the third throw, Coach Myers out of the dugout and uh, went out to pull his pitcher. Yeah, I think that was a matter of buying some time. 
pitch to Mize is low and outside, ball one. Yeah, that was a breaking ball that just barely made it to the plate. Sato, not a hard thrower. He's got to spot his pitches to be effective. Throws to first, very close. <laughs> and the runner, Jones, just got back in there. That's the young man we mentioned had 24 stolen bases, John. So I guess he's accustomed to drawing a lot of throws. I suspect you're right. He did steal a base uh, back in the fourth inning. Another throw third. over there. And he is back in time. Yeah, he was the lead man on a double steal, as yep. I recall. Pitch the plate is a strike called, and now Vitato throws to first, and the runner gets back. I think they've looked at the stat sheet. One and one to count. Another throw to first, the runner back. I think the word is that you're going to see in, in the big leagues with that rule on number of throws to yeah. a base, you're going to see the catcher throwing to, to the base more. I think you're right. Swing and a miss. Had it fooled on that pitch. Yeah, it changed up on him. One and two. And bounced it up there. Nice mm. stop by Vitato. Saved Kept him a wild pitch. Sure did. Kept that ball in front of him. And uh... two balls, two strikes. That's the old blocking drill paid off there. Sure is. I used to hate that drill. <laughs> the 2-2 swung on and fouls straight back. Count holes at two balls, two strikes. You know, even you knew, even with your gear on, that you were going to take some punishment because that was the whole purpose of the drill, right? Right. Sato ready to work. Runner goes, hitting the hole, base hit. Jones is going to motor to third. Throw will come to second, and runners are at first and third with one out. So Jones was running on the pitch. Mize hit it in the hole to left field for his second hit. And the Raiders wisely threw the ball back into second base to prevent Mize from advancing. So now Mize is at first, Jones is at third, still just one out and the batter McInnes has doubled and he's been hit by a pitch. And Sato's pitch to him was a breaking ball and for a strike. Nothing in one. That runner at third still Baranek's responsibility. Right there to come set, and a ball hit just foul oh. outside the bag at third. 
And that time, the guard they had in, down there guarding the bullpen, that had, paid off for them. Had to make the play. Yep. Two strikes. That left-hander looks like he's ready. I wouldn't be surprised. Strike three called. Sato got him looking. And that's out number two in the fifth inning. I think we're going to see the left-hander. Here is Jackson. He has walked twice. First and third, two outs. Raiders trailing four to two. We're in the bottom of the fifth inning. Coach Myers will make a visit to the mound. And we popped open another can of pitchers, John. We're going to have a pitching change. So we will uh, take a break. Be back to tell you about our third pitcher in the inning. That's after this on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Nothing is more expensive than a missed opportunity that could have changed your life. Maybe you're just graduating high school or are working and need to earn a degree to advance your career. Or you aspire to be a leader and a graduate degree can make that happen. Whether you're just starting out or retooling for the future, Middle Tennessee State University can help you get there. MTSU, the University of Opportunities. Prescription opioids can be addictive and dangerous. My son was 20 years old when he was prescribed opioids. It took him five days to get addicted. I'm not supposed to be the one to go get his suit and tie and pick which sneakers that I'm going to bury him in. My son overdosed at the age of 22 years old. Prescription opioids. It only takes a little to lose a lot. Visit cdc.gov slash rxawareness. The Blue Raiders play here. News Radio WGNS. Well, we said it was going to be a bullpen day. We didn't know they were all going to come in in the same inning. But we've had our third pitcher uh, of the inning come in. He is left-hander Jake Cothran. Jake Cothran making his eighth appearance all in relief. 14 and third innings. He's given up 10 runs, eight of them earned on 13 hits. 11 walks, 14 strikeouts. He's got a 5.02 ERA and a 1-0 record. He has allowed one home run in 14 and a third. Last outing was against FIU. Went a third of an inning. Gave up uh, no runs on one hit and had one walk. And also gave up that... uh, one hit was a triple, by the way. That was in that game the Raiders came back to win 13 to 12. That was, that was a very strange baseball game. <laughs> Should I say more? No. Could so I say more? Cothran will pitch to JoJo Jackson, who will now turn around and bat right-handed against the left-hander. And we didn't have any luck retiring him batting left-handed, so maybe we can get him from the other side. He has walked twice. So Cato goes a third. One hit. And runner 
on first belongs to him. Pitches a strike on the inside corner, nothing and one. That's harder than anybody has seen in about two innings, isn't it? Yeah. And it's certainly harder than anything that the Raiders saw out of uh, Cameron Landry today. Swung on, fouled out of play, and the count is 0-2. Into the trees, and I mean the trees are right along the, and these are not bushes, these are trees. Could right. interfere with the flight of a ball coming down. Maybe why that third baseman missed that foul ball Could over there, be. John. It might have brushed a tree yeah. line. Two strikes to count to Jackson. Runners first and third, two outs. Cothran comes set, and the pitch low and hit him. That will load him up. Well, he just did what Sato was not able to do, and that's hit a runner or a batter. Sato didn't hit a batter. He's the only Raider pitcher today who has not hit somebody. So the bases are loaded, two outs, and the batter is Jesse Donahoe, a left-handed hitter. Georgia State trying to break this game open here in the fifth inning. The Raiders trying to uh, do a little damage control. Yeah, this is uh, eighth batter of the inning. Pitches low, ball one to Donahoe. Only two across so far. And that was on a two-run homer yeah. by Boynton. Whoa. All hit into left field, Galloway back, reaches up, makes the catch. Four out number three. So the Raiders get out of a tough spot here in the fifth inning. Georgia State comes up with two runs. There were two hits and they leave the bases loaded. We have completed five full innings. It's Georgia State two, Middle Tennessee, uh, I'm sorry, Georgia State four, Middle Tennessee two on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Is that the sound of an ooey-gooey, cheesy, crunchy slice of (laughs) P-I-Z-Z-A? Obviously, but as good as that sounds, we think it can get even better. Oh, yeah, that's the sound of a freshly opened fizz-filled Pepsi. The only thing that can take this flavor medley of crunchy dough, mouth-watering cheese, and savory sauce to the next level. How about another bite? Pepsi and pizza sound like a match made in heaven and taste even better. Pizza, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. Chip Walters here with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. I was named a top 10 agent in the number one Exit Realty office in America in 2021. The top question I get around town, how's the market? Eh, good question. And the answer's changed a few times this year alone. I'd like to know what you've heard and share some solid data we have. Give me a call and let's have a cup of coffee and take a look at what's happening in your neighborhood. All my contact info is right on my website, choosechip.net. I'm Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. News Radio WGNS, the flagship station for Blue Raider Sports. Now it's 35. I cannot see the numbers from here. My eyes are good enough. Left hander coming in, we think, is number 35. It is. McAllister. Aiden McAllister 
going on. Um, he is making his 14th appearance all in relief. He's thrown uh, 18 innings, given up 18 runs, all earned on 23 hits, 11 walks, 22 strikeouts. He's got a 9.00 ERA with no record. That's interesting. 18 earned runs in 18 innings. That's an inning a run, running inning. Wow. Kind of easy to figure the ERA on that. <laughs> it is. So the Raiders will have Boyd to lead it off, and then Galloway and Nagishi to face a left-hander, Aiden McAllister. 6'1", 175, a grad transfer from Georgia Southern. He is from the town of Sewanee, Georgia. Ball hit in the air to left center. Everybody on a run. The left fielder back reaches up and just in front of the 375 sign makes the grab. If we could see the track, I think we'd say that he was on the track two steps from the, uh, from the wall when he caught that. Deep fly ball from Jeremiah Boyd, but out. And with one out here in the sixth, the batter is Jackson Galloway. And DJ Wright has grabbed a bat. He will be in the on-deck circle and will hit for Nagishi. There's a strike call to Galloway. Drove in the Raiders' first run with a single in the fourth inning. McAllister's pitch swung on, foul straight back. Had a good rip at that high fastball. 0-2. All these trees, you really do feel like you're in a ballpark set down in the middle of a forest. And the pitch. Swung on and foul back. He hesitated in the middle of his windup there, yeah. John, like he was posing for a picture in the media guide. Or on your baseball card. <laughs> Let's see if he does that again. Two strikes to count. Nope. Pitch way outside. Ball one. One and two. That breeze kicking up again. The pitch. Swung on, hit in the air to left field. That was deep. The left fielder back near the wall and reaches up and makes the catch right up against the wall. Just to the right of the 330 sign there by the foul pole. Here's D.J. Wright. He'll hit for Nagishi. Coach Myers playing the percentages here. Nagishi had popped out and grounded out 0 for 2. Well, this guy hadn't fooled anybody so far. And oh. fooled Wright as he slams it off the third baseman's glove. A line shot, and that will be a base hit. <laughs> 
Oh, gotta be. DJ, after that first pitch, that ball was scorched. So with two outs, the batter is Eston Snyder. And I'll stand by my statement. This guy is not fooling anybody. They get their bullpen to work. McAllister, the left-hander, comes set. Breaking ball in for a strike to Snyder. No balls, one strike. It's a right-hander, Chad Treadway, throwing in the uh, Panther bullpen. Pitch to the plate, taken low for ball one, one and one. Bouncing ball, right side. Second baseman charges over to first. Got him by a step. Snyder, speed down the line, but second baseman Donahoe makes the play, and that is all in the sixth. Three hard hit balls, but nothing to show for it. No runs a hit, one left. We'll go to the bottom of the sixth inning. Georgia State four, Middle Tennessee two on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Las Casas Drugs is a proud sponsor of Blue Raider Athletics, located at 4702 Las Casas Pike, just minutes from Murfreesboro. Las Casas Drugs strives to provide all of your pharmaceutical needs in that hometown atmosphere you deserve. Family-owned and operated, Las Casas Drugs offers free delivery, immunizations, drive through window, gift shop, merchandise, and medication management programs. Come by and see how we can make a difference. And go Blue Raiders! Will Fraley, attorney at law, has experience you can count on. Former Blue Raider baseball player and MTSU alum Will Fraley serves Murfreesboro and the surrounding communities. Put a strong and experienced legal fighter on your case. Give Will Fraley a call and he can handle all of your legal matters, including criminal and domestic or family law. Visit WillFraleyLaw.com or call 615-410-7290. You are listening to MTSU Sports on WGNS. We go to the bottom of the sixth inning. For Georgia State, it will be the number nine hitter, Heineck, to lead off, and then the top of the batting order against Jake Cothran. The lefty came in, got the last out in the fifth. First pitch line to short, and Coker makes a leaping catch for out number one. Caught that ball at the uh, apex of his leap. One out. I don't think he could have gone any higher. Here is Strickland. He has fouled out, struck out. Was hit by a pitch, scored a run. He was the leadoff batter in the fifth. Was hit by a Baranek's pitch, and then a home run followed. Pitch is low for ball one. The Raiders used three pitchers in that fifth inning, but 
held them to just the two runs. Despite some walks and hit batsmen and other stuff going on. There's a strike one and one. Swung on, hit to right center field. Benson moving over. He's got room and makes the grab for out number two. Two up, two down in the sixth. Batter will be Luke Boynton. He launched one out of here in the fifth inning, a two-run homer. Just cleared the 360 sign to the left of the scoreboard over in right center field. Pitches high to Boynton, ball one. That came off Baranek with a runner aboard. And the left-hander delivers low for ball two, two and oh. Pitch swung on, popped high in the air. Jennings coming in, shading his eyes from the sun and stays with it, makes the catch. A quick sixth inning for Jake Cothran and the Blue Raiders. Three up, three down, nothing across. We have completed six innings here in Decatur. Georgia State, four runs, four hits, no errors. The Blue Raiders, two runs, four hits, no errors, four, two Panthers as we go to the seventh on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Did you realize that over 85% of Americans own a cell phone, but only 40% own an individual life insurance policy? That leaves way too many families who'll be unprotected if they suddenly lose a parent. That's why we'd also like to point out that 100% of State Farm agents offer life insurance. So if you're at the place where procrastination just meant motivation, use that cell phone of yours and call me, State Farm Agent Deb Insel at 931-684-5274. Prescription opioids can be addictive and dangerous. I was given a prescription opioid pain medication, and within only a few months, I was completely addicted. I lost everything. I had to leave school, stop playing sports in college, and I started to watch my life slip away. I want people to know that these drugs are addictive. One prescription can be all it takes to lose everything. Prescription opioids. It only takes a little to lose a lot. Visit cdc.gov slash rxawareness. The Blue Raiders play here. WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. Got a new pitcher and a new catcher in for Georgia State. We'll tell you about them. We'll take 10 seconds now for station identification as you listen to Middle Tennessee Baseball. The flagship station for Blue Raiders sports. News Radio WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. The Blue Raiders play here. Palmer, John Callow with you. The new pitcher is Zach Ottinger. And, John, I don't know who the new catcher is. You'll have to tell him. Uh, He is number 18, and so you can look that up while I'm giving you the numbers. I think it's going to be 18. Well, 18 was the number of the starting pitcher. Well, then it's not 18. (laughs) It might be 13. See if 13's a catcher. But anyway, for Zach Ottinger, uh, he's making his 14th appearance all in relief. He's thrown 12 innings, given up 15 runs, 10 of them earned on 19 hits, 8 walks, 
17 strikeouts. He's got a 7.50 ERA and an 0-5 record with two saves. 13 is a catcher, and his name is Kyle Hilton, H-I-L-T-O-N. Takes over for Heineck. His straps on his chest protector kind of obscure that number. Yes, they do. We will have Luke Benson to lead off for the Raiders here in the seventh inning. Takes a ball bit outside. Ball one to Benson, who has struck out twice, been called out twice. Short enough as if to bunt and took it for strike one. I think their third baseman is on to Luke. <laughs> He's up on the grass. Swing and a foul back. It hit the concrete block. Wall by an old plate and wall right back to the umpire. Picked it up. Look at it. He put that back in his bag. Putting it, putting it in his pocket. One and two the count. Benson takes high for ball two, two and two. Benson, Jennings, and Vita Toe. We've got D.J. Wright playing first base now. He pinch hit for Nagishi in the last inning. Swing and a miss, and Benson down on strikes for the third time today. The starting pitcher got him twice, and now Ottinger strikes out his first batter. Here's Gabe Jennings. He's grounded out and struck out. Swung on, lines the ball, and stopped by the shortstop. Gets up, throws to first, and got him, and that one deserves a star. Shortstop Ruiz dove into the uh, dirt, stopped the ball, got up and made a quick throw to first base. And the first baseman, Boynton, a good pickup to complete the out. Short to first for the second out. Here's Vita Toe. Jared is grounded out and walked. Ottinger's pitch is in for a strike, nothing and one. Swing and a foul back to the screen. It's nothing and two. What was that cow about, do you think? Did you, did you hear the cow, the moo? No, I did not. That one got that one passed me by. Swing and a little tap. Third baseman charges. Bare hands it, throws to first, safe. Yeah, he should have just put that in his back pocket. That'll be an infield hit for Vito Toe. That's only the fifth hit for the Raiders. And the batter will be J.T. Mabry. Mabry's had two of the Raiders hits today. A single in the fourth, which was the first hit of the game for the Raiders. And then a run scoring double in the fifth.
Pitch to the plate. Mabry takes ball one inside. Raiders are still in this ball game. It's four to two. We trail here in the top of the seventh. And the pitch is a strike called, one and one to Mabry. Yeah, Mabry's the tying run. Beat a short lead at first. And the pitch. Swung on, lined into center field. That is going to drop for a base hit. Runners first and second, and Mabry with his third hit of the game. We'll bring up Brett Coker. And Coker has not had any luck today at all. So you could say he's due. I would say he's due. He struck out twice and fouled out trying to bunt. Got a runner in scoring position now, two outs. We got him just where we want him, right? Tying runs are on here in the seventh. And pitch low and outside. The runner breaks, and Mabry dives into third. You know, that ball didn't get uh, very far away from the, the catcher, Hilton. He just wasn't paying attention. That will go down as a wild pitch. That allows Mabry to go to third, where he is. Or that was Vitato. I'm sorry. Vitato went to third. That's correct. Mabry did not advance to second. He's still at first. First and third, one ball to count, strike called, one and one. Coker's eight-game hitting streak is on the line. His 25-game on-base streak is on the line. Base hit would take care of both of those. Swing and a miss. And one and way, two. Way, way out in front. He has seen a steady diet of breaking balls, sliders more than likely. That was the changeup. Off speed, yeah. Swung on and tapped foul outside the bag at third. Count holes at a ball and two strikes. I thought he was had a play on that ball in foul territory, and it took a bad hop, went over his head. Need a bad hop single here. He had a high fly ball into right, not deep enough. Right fielder Jackson is over, and he will make the catch for out number three. That's all in the seventh. For the Raiders, no runs, two hits, two left. It is seventh inning stretch time here in Decatur. Georgia State four, Middle Tennessee two on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. At State Farm, when home and auto work as a team, you score and save money. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wama. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let's work together to win big by saving money on home and auto. With the service you get from State Farm, you might think our car insurance costs more. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wama. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let me show you with discounts up to 40%. You may find it even costs less. 
Middle Tennessee Electric proudly supports the MTSU Blue Raiders, and we're proud to power the scoreboard lights at Reese Smith Jr. Field. When it comes to the electric service in the community, you can always trust MTE to do what's best for our members. We serve by providing affordable, reliable, safe electricity and outstanding member service. Here at MTE, we serve to make life better for our members and their communities. Visit www.mtemc.com to learn more. And that scoreboard, light it up, Blue Raiders. This copyrighted broadcast is an exclusive presentation of Learfield under the broadcasting rights granted by Middle Tennessee State University. Reuse of this presentation is prohibited without the expressed written consent of Middle Tennessee State University and Learfield. Announcers are provided by Learfield and approved by the university. We go to the bottom of the seventh inning. The Raiders trailing four to two. It'll be Matt Ruiz to lead it off against left-hander Jake Cothran. First pitch is a strike call to Ruiz. Cothran came on, got the last out in the fifth, and then pitched a one, two, three, sixth inning. Ruiz pops this one high in the air. Pitcher, catcher, third baseman all over there, but that one's going to settle behind the yeah, Panther dugout. Fan over there uh, make a, made a good play. Two strikes to count to Matt Ruiz. Shortstop, boy, he made an outstanding play in the uh, top of the seventh inning to rob Gabe Jennings of a hit. He is 0 for 2 with a walk. Left-hander Jake Cothran delivers, and it's just a bit low, ball one. Ruiz probably uh, saved a run because if that runner reaches, then you get that infield hit, and J.T. Mabry probably drives in at least one. Pitches outside, ball two, two and two to Ruiz. And the 2-2 pitch is high, gets uh, back to the backstop off Toe's glove. Three balls, two strikes. Oh, I think your catchers call that a mitt, don't you? I think so. <laughs> Full count, three and two. Pitch is a strike called, and Ruiz knew it. He well, is called out on strikes. One out in the seventh. Yeah, catchers use a mitt. First baseman use a mitt, don't they? Yeah. That is uh, Cothran's first strikeout. And the batter is Cameron Jones, center fielder. He's walked twice and flied out. First pitch to him, ball one. Someday I'll have to figure out why. Catchers and first baseman wear mitts, and everybody else wears a glove. Wonder what, where that came from. Strike, called. It's one and one. Swing and a miss. 
And one ball, two strikes to Cameron Jones. Lefty delivers, strike three oh. called, outside corner. Back-to-back -back batters called out on strikes. And just watch. And <laughs> With two outs, the batter is Will Mize, the third baseman. Jones passed uh, Mize on the way back to the dugout. I think he was saying, they were, what did he throw? He says, I don't know, but I, <laughs> they called it a strike. Mize has uh, two hits and three trips, both singles. And that pitch hit him. Well, of course. Actually, Cothran hit the first batter he faced back in the uh, fifth inning. That loaded the bases, but then he got the uh, line drive to left field, got out of it. Your designated hitter, Michael McGinnis. Here is McGinnis. As a double has been hit by a pitch and is struck out. Pitch outside, ball one to McGinnis. Think we're going to see a new pitcher in the uh, in the eighth inning. They've got another. They've got a right-hander throwing. There's a strike called. It's one and one. The Raiders trailing four to two. We're in the bottom of the seventh inning. This is the only game scheduled between these two teams this season. There's a pitch low and inside. Good stop by Vitato. Two and one the count. So, John, you think they might uh, come up to Murfreesboro if we play them again next year? Oh, I would hope so. I mean, you can't tempt fate on that drive through Chattanooga, you know? We got through pretty easily this morning. Ball hit to right field down the line, and that is a foul, foul ball. ball. <laughs> we cannot see the right field corner from where we're located. No. Or the, certainly not our bullpen, which is in foul territory down the right field line. Count will go to two and two on Michael McGinnis. We actually got through Chattanooga in an orderly fashion this morning, didn't we? Yeah, it's not bad. Not bad at all. That doesn't happen much anymore. Say, let them fight Chattanooga. Here's the pitch, and oh. just missed. That was a good-looking <laughs> pitch. Boy, it sure was. Cothran wanted that call. Oh, <laughs> didn't get it. We've got, uh, we've got, what, about a dozen Blue Raider fans off here to our right? Yeah. I think they all wanted it, too. And the 3-2 pitch. Hit to left field. Galloway moving over. He's got it for out number three. That is all in the seventh. No runs, no hits, one left. 
We've completed seven full innings. Georgia State four, Middle Tennessee two on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Will Fraley, attorney at law, has experience you can count on. Former Blue Raider baseball player and MTSU alum Will Fraley serves Murfreesboro and the surrounding communities. Put a strong and experienced legal fighter on your case. Give Will Fraley a call and he can handle all of your legal matters, including criminal and domestic or family law. Visit willfraleylaw.com or call 615-410-7290. For close to a century, doctors and care teams at Ascension St. Thomas Rutherford have been dedicated to delivering compassionate, personalized care to Rutherford County and surrounding communities. We are leading the way with new services and healthcare options, and we continue to make significant investments in Rutherford County. In 2023, we're opening Tennessee's first neighborhood hospital at Westlawn, and expansions at our Rutherford Hospital campus are underway. Find all the care you need at ascension.org slash St. Thomas Rutherford. The flagship station for Blue Raider Sports, WGNS. New pitcher in for the Panthers is a right-hander, Davis Chastain. He is out of uh, Rome, Georgia, a freshman, 5'10", 150. And I'll get you some numbers here. They've made a couple of changes defensively. Chastain is, uh, oh, that won't help because those are the Raider numbers. I know I've got them here, Dick. Chastain is two and one with an earned run average of nine, making his 12th appearance. He has pitched 10 innings, allowed 10 runs. Again, there's your uh, there we go. easy earned run average to figure, but he has <laughs> 17 strikeouts in 10 innings. He has walked eight and allowed three home runs. So he is uh, obviously a strikeout pitcher. And let's see what the Raiders can do with this guy. Haven't been had much success against the other three. Landry started, went five. McAllister pitched a scoreless inning. Ottinger just pitched a scoreless inning. Number 38, Jaden Anderson is in right field for the Panthers. Chastain also has two saves. They only have three saves on the season. He's got two of them. Here's Jeremiah Boyd to greet him in the eighth. Swinging a foul back. No, popped up down the right field line, and it's going to be a foul ball, I think. Uh, they called it fair. Fair ball. And caught the right by the right fielder. Yeah, and then on that one, the uh, right uh, first base umpire did a good job of making sure we knew what was going on. One out in the eighth inning. You could tell from that first pitch, John, this guy's throwing harder than anybody we've seen today. Yeah. Here's Galloway, one for three. Takes a pitch low for ball one. That uh, that looked like uh, that wiggle on the end made it look like a slider. High ball two, two and zero oh to Galloway. Getting late. 
One out in the eighth inning. Raiders two runs down. Galloway takes a strike, good fastball, two and one. Another fastball right in there. Two balls, two strikes. Galloway has a single in three trips today. And the pitch. Struck him out. The ball in the dirt. The catcher will throw to first in time to retire Galloway for out number two. Catcher gets an assist on that. So Chastain has retired the first two in the eighth inning. Here is D.J. Wright. Got a base hit as a pinch hitter in the sixth. And swings at the first pitch, hits it into right field. That's playable. Second baseman's back in shallow right field to make the catch for out number three. And that eighth inning went by all too quickly. Three up, three down, nothing across for the Raiders. We'll go to the bottom of the eighth inning. Georgia State four, Middle Tennessee two on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Middle Tennessee Electric proudly supports the MTSU Blue Raiders. And we're proud to power the school board lights at Reese Smith Jr. Field. When it comes to the electric service in the community, you can always trust MTE to do what's best for our members. We serve by providing affordable, reliable, safe electricity and outstanding member service. Here at MTE, we serve to make life better for our members and their communities. Visit www.mtemc.com to learn more. And that scoreboard, light it up, Blue Raiders. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. The Blue Raiders on News Radio WGNS. Raiders will bring on another pitcher here, Jack Julian, the sophomore from Hickson, Tennessee, who started last uh, year against Georgia State here, went three and a third innings, gave up uh, five runs on seven hits in a game that the Raiders came back to win. And this is one we're going to have to come back uh, if we're going to take a win home. Jack's making his fourth appearance. He's thrown three innings. He's given up nine runs. Eight of them earned on seven hits, five walks, two strikeouts. And he's got a uh, 0-1 record with a 24.00 ERA. And you can see that the walks have been his problem. He'll face JoJo Jackson. No, he's not. This nope. is, uh, it should be number 38. Right-handed batter. Yeah, this is uh, Jaden uh, Anderson. Yeah, Anderson came in defensively in the uh, top of the seventh. 
or top of the eighth, rather. There's a swing and a foul outside the bag at third count. We'll go to one and one on Jaden Anderson. He's a freshman out of Duluth, Georgia. Right-hander Jack Julian with the pitch low and back to the backstop. Two balls and a strike. Georgia State leading four to two. We're in the bottom of the eighth inning. And the pitch to the plate fouled over by the Panther dugout. Strike two. Two balls, two strikes. Swung on and lined into left field just past Coker force a leadoff single for Anderson. That's only the fifth hit today for the Panthers. Pitch runner for uh, Anderson. This is number two. And number two is Caleb Stewart. Continues to mess up your scorebook, don't they? It does. It's okay. <laughs> Here is Dono. Takes the pitch for ball one. That's why everything after the starting lineup is always in pencil. Jesse Donahoe. 0 for 2 with a sacrifice fly. There's a strike, 1 and 1 to Donahoe. The new catcher, Hilton, scheduled to hit next. Julian with the pitch high. Two balls and a strike. Right-hander comes set and the pitch. Hit in the air into left center. Galloway back. Near the wall, he will make the catch for out number one. Donahoe hit that ball a long way. He did. One out with a runner at first. The batter is Hilton. He will be up for his first uh, at-bat. Kyle Hilton, a junior from Savannah. Julian's pitch is swung and a miss, strike one. Looking ahead to the ninth, the Raiders will have Snyder, Benson, and Jennings scheduled to hit, and probably against the new pitcher. Yeah, they've already got a strike two called to Hilton, nothing and two. They've got Duncan Lutz. Right-hander throwing in their bullpen. I suspect we'll see him in the ninth. 
the pitch. High, the runner goes, and Bidato lost the handle of the ball. Couldn't make a throw, so Anderson, or the pinch runner for Anderson. That's uh, Caleb Stewart. Still second. And that's uh, his uh, first steal of the year. One ball, two strikes to Hilton. Julian checks the runner at second, and the pitch is strike three called. Two outs here in the eighth. The Raider pitchers have fanned five, six, nine batters today. Here's Strickland, who has been hitless in three trips. He has scored a run after being hit by a pitch leading off the fifth inning. Pickoff play at second, runner is back. That would be bad to steal your first base and then get picked off second, (laughs) wouldn't it? It would. And the pitch is low in the dirt. Nice block by Vitato. One ball, no strikes to Strickland. Long look by Julian, the pitch missed inside, 2-0. Jack Julian, the sixth Blue Raider pitcher employed by Coach Jerry Myers today. Pitch is swung and a miss. Two balls and a strike. You realize we've only given up four hits at this point? But we've also walked five and hit five. So it's 10 freebies. Oh, high ball three, three and one. He just, I think he just kind of got out of control on that pitch. Julian checks the runner at second and delivers low and outside. The runner will go to third. The throw down there is in the left field. And another run is going to score. Yeah, that ball just came out of Vitato's hand wrong and uh, wasn't even close to the third baseman. So that's going to be a stolen base. And an E4. And an E2. No, E2. Yeah. Your first you know, I put his uniform number down. Four. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> e two. It's the Raiders' first error today. In fact, uh, first error of the ball game. So the runner is at first. He walked, and there's a swing and a foul to Boynton. Strike one. Strickland, the batter, walked on that wild pitch. And then Vitato's throw to third as the runner was trying to advance went into left field. There's ball one outside, one and one to Boynton. 
So it's five to two, Georgia State here in the eighth. Swung and a ball hit to second, and Mabry will pick it up, tag the bag, and that's going to be all for the Panthers, but they pick up an insurance run, one run, a hit. It was an error, and one left. And we will go to the ninth. Georgia State 5, Middle Tennessee 2 on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Today's game is brought to you in part by proud partners of Blue Raider Athletics, Grannis & Associates, certified public accountants. They provide a full range of tax preparation, accounting, and bookkeeping services for both business and individual needs. That's Grannis & Associates. Give them a call at 615-895-1040 or visit Grannis & Associates online at gcpas.com. We know that juicy, cheesy, grilled-to-perfection burger sounds amazing, but it does sound like something is missing. Pepsi, baby! The yin to this burger's yang. Burgers and Pepsi go together like, well, like burgers and Pepsi. This perfect blending of flavors makes every bite of lettuce, every sesame seed on the bun, and every sip of that crisp, refreshing, ice-cold cola a journey to Foodopia. Burgers, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. The Blue Raiders on News Radio WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. A new pitcher is in in the ninth for Georgia State. He is Duncan Lutz. And uh, Duncan Lutz is making his seventh appearance all in relief. He's thrown 14 innings. He's given up 10 runs, nine of them earned. On uh, 17 hits, 8 walks, 16 strikeouts. He's got a 5.79 ERA with no record. Eston Snyder will lead it off for the Raiders in the ninth inning, and the Raiders obviously need base runners, trailing 5-2. to two. Yeah, Lutz has also thrown five off pitches, hit a couple of batters. Uh... Giving up uh, of those 17 hits, uh, half of them have been for extra bases. Six of them doubles, a triple, and one home run. Big guy, 6'4", 222. He's out of, he's a junior out of Homerville, Georgia. He's got himself a save situation. But, uh, you know, the Raiders, we, we know how to score late. Throw goes down to second as we go to the ninth. Snyder, Benson, and Jennings for the Blue Raiders. Eston today has struck out, walked and scored in the fifth, and then grounded out in the sixth. He almost beat that one out in the sixth. And Lutz, the big right-hander, delivers, and it's swung on and hit on one hop to the second baseman. Stumbles a bit, throws to first safe. Snyder beat it out. Sure did. Looked like the second baseman had a little bit of trouble making the exchange, and that was all that Snyder needed. So a good start to the ninth inning 
It's only the Raiders' sixth hit in the game. No, seventh hit in the game. Yeah. Here's Luke Vinson. He is uh, 0 for 3, three strikeouts. So he's due. Takes a pitch low for ball one. If he bunts here, it will be for a hit. He will not be no, you're trying not to gonna... sacrifice down three runs. No, you've got uh, we've got to have base runners. Now, do you put Snyder in motion, though, with the chance that he might get thrown out at second base? Pitch is outside, ball two. How about a walk, John? Walk would be terrific. Then how about the double steal with uh, – your two fastest base runners. Get them both into uh, get them both into scoring position. Two balls, no strikes to Benson. He did shorten up and took a strike. Two and one. Snyder at first, nobody out. We're in the ninth. The Raiders down three. Here's the right-hander's pitch. It is outside, ball three. Three balls and a strike. Lutz glances over at first base. Snyder with a lead there. Strike called, three and two. Full count now. Big right-hander comes set. 3-2 pitch coming to Luke Benson. Runner goes. The pitch is swung on and fouled out of play. Snyder will go back. Snyder running on the 3-2. Benson got the bat on it. Georgia State reacts quickly. They've got two right-handers thrown in their bullpen. And they're, they're working in a hurry. Another 3-2 pitch coming. Not going this time. Fouled out of play. Yeah, just Knew that wasn't his pitch to hit, but uh, did a good job of just spoiling a pretty good pitch. Got another 3-2 pitch coming from Lutz. The runner goes. Swung on, popped up behind the plate foul, and that one's out of play. Uh, Benson's putting a, putting up a pretty good at bat here. Briggs Rudders grabbed a bat. He may hit next for Jennings, who's the scheduled hitter. Swung on, hit to right field, and the runner's going to have to come back to first. The throw to first is in time. They're going to double him off, I think. Yep. Snyder was running on the pitch. Fly ball caught by the right fielder, threw it.
quickly to first base and doubled the runner off. So that is a nine to three double play. Wow. Oh, that takes the starch out of a promising inning. It certainly does. So Briggs runner, rudder pinch hits now for Gabe Jennings and he's uh, he's the Raiders last hope. Jennings had been 0 for 3. Check swing and a strike. Nothing in one. Strike two to Rudder. So the Raiders down to their final strike in this game. And the right-hander delivers, swung on, tapped to short. Ruiz has it over to first in time, and this game is over. Rudder bounces out short to first. No runs, a hit, nobody left. And your final is Georgia State 5 and Middle Tennessee 2. Georgia State improves to 16 and 17 on the season. And Middle Tennessee falls to 17 and 14 on the year. Stay with us now. We'll be back. Our postgame show will come your way next. Final score again, Georgia State 5, the Blue Raiders 2 on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Today's game is brought to you in part by proud partners of Blue Raider Athletics, Grannis & Associates, certified public accountants. They provide a full range of tax preparation, accounting, and bookkeeping services for both business and individual needs. That's Grannis & Associates. Give them a call at 615-895-1040 or visit Grannis & Associates online at gcpas.com. For close to a century, doctors and care teams at Ascension St. Thomas Rutherford have been dedicated to delivering compassionate, personalized care to Rutherford County and surrounding communities. We are leading the way with new services and healthcare options, and we continue to make significant investments in Rutherford County. In 2023, we're opening Tennessee's first neighborhood hospital at Westlawn, and expansions at our Rutherford Hospital campus are underway. Find all the care you need at ascension.org slash St. Thomas Rutherford. You know that sound anywhere. It's the crisp crunch of that first nacho chip. With its perfect cheese to sour cream ratio sitting atop a layer of delicious beans, it's a sip away from perfection. That's what we're looking for. Add a delicious, refreshing Pepsi and we've achieved absolute nacho nirvana. Because while you can pile those nachos high with every spicy, cheesy, savory topping, there's no topping a cool Pepsi finish. Nachos, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. Did you realize that over 85% of Americans own a cell phone, but only 40% own an individual life insurance policy? That leaves way too many families who'll be unprotected if they suddenly lose a parent. That's why we'd also like to point out that 100% of State Farm agents offer life insurance. So if you're at the place where procrastination just meant motivation, use that cell phone of yours and call me, State Farm Agent Deb Insel at 931-684-5274. 
The Blue Raiders are winners in the classroom, on the field, and the courts. Richard Lewis here. I want you to win in real estate also. Buying, selling, auction here in Tennessee or along the Gulf Coast to second home or investing. Give me a call to help start that winning process. 615-319-9981. Oh, I'm never too busy for your referrals. Richard Lewis, Exit Realty, Bob Lamb & Associates. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. You're listening to Middle Tennessee Blue Raider Baseball on the Blue Raider Sports Network. Today's game is presented by Ascension St. Thomas, official hospital partner of MTSU. Let's go to the stadium. Here's Dick Palmer. Thank you. Welcome again. Welcome to our post-game show as the Raiders drop a 5-2 decision today to the Georgia State Panthers here in Decatur, Georgia, just now getting our box. Thank you, Austin. Appreciate that. As uh, Coach Jerry Myers is going to come over and uh, chat with us here in just a moment. But the Raiders uh, did not uh, get anybody on base for the first three innings. Finally broke through with a base hit in the fourth, and Jake uh, Jackson Galloway drove in a run. J.T. Mabry led off the end. Inning with a single, stole second. Galloway brought him home for the Raiders' first run. Georgia State had scored a run in the third inning to take a one-to-nothing lead. So at the end of three, this game was tied at one run apiece. Or I'm sorry, at, at the end of the uh, top of the fourth, it was one run apiece. Georgia State came back to get a run in the bottom of the fourth. Raiders added one in the fifth to make it two to two. But then in the bottom of the fifth, a leadoff hit batsman and a two-run homer from Luke Boynton of Georgia State made it 4-2, and the Panthers never uh, gave up the lead after that. They added an insurance run in the uh, eighth inning, bottom of the eighth inning on a Blue Raider throwing error and a 5-2 final score. I think... uh, Coach Myers is going to come over and chat with us in just a minute. We're just right next to the, almost right next to the dugout. Yeah, I think they're headed this way. Final line score for Georgia State, five runs, five hits, no errors. They left nine on base. Middle Tennessee, two runs, seven hits, one error. The Raiders stranded uh, six runners. And the winning pitcher will be their starter, Landry. His record will go to one and three, while uh, Bryant Baranek, who gave up that two-run home run in the fifth inning, will take the loss. His record will be one win and two losses. And the uh, game was played in two hours and 39 minutes under bright sunshine here in uh, Decatur, Georgia. What else you got, John? 
Well, I think uh, we need to talk about uh, J.T. Mabry, who uh, goes three for four this afternoon, gets a big RBI. And the only other uh, RBI on the Raiders' side goes to, let's see, where was that? Uh, I had it. There we go. Jackson Galley goes one for four, and uh, he drives in a run. You know, we, uh, we managed seven hits. But uh, the important thing was on the Georgia State side, they only walked two, both of those by the starter, Cameron Landry, who goes you know, five innings. Then they, uh, it became a bullpen day for them. They brought out four, and uh, none of them uh, uh, allowed a run. None of them walked anybody. We ready? Coach Myers is coming over this way. Okay. So, John, if you'll let him have your headset, we'll... I'll uh, do it. That'll give me a chance to go up and get my phone. Talk <laughs> to the head coach. The Raider head coach, Jerry Myers, coming alongside. And, Coach, uh, not a day for the, uh, for the Raiders today. We just... Couldn't get anything going uh, offensively uh, when we when we had the chance. Yeah, absolutely. The uh, their starter did a nice job. We saw him last year in relief, and uh, we knew he had that breaking ball, but uh, we just couldn't uh, couldn't make the the adjustment to it. And he uh, threw more strikes than he uh, had typically up uh, up to uh, this outing, I guess. Uh, for the most part, uh, he's been hit a little bit, but today he looked pretty good to me. Uh, but we just couldn't get anything started and kind of got stalled a couple times. We had a few hits, uh, but uh, didn't seem like we had anyone. Uh, guys were on or definitely in scoring position. You used uh, six of your young pitchers today, and collectively uh, they didn't do a bad job, but, again, the walks hurt us and the hit batsmen hurt us. We had five walks, five hit by pitch, but only gave up five hits in the game. Yeah, you can't do that. The margin of error was uh, very slim, so uh, anytime you uh, can you know, eliminate a lot of those, they didn't walk us and they didn't hit us. So, uh, you know, the one home run that they hit uh, ended up being a two-run homer. Uh, you're okay with that if, uh, if it's the second of, the, of two hits, but uh, we were heading to count and hit the guy right before that. But, uh, you know, margin of error is very slim, and we had uh, had some opportunities. It was a winnable game. Uh, just like I said, we didn't uh, get the starter out of there early enough. And, uh, you know, like you just said, uh, we gave up too, fr- too many free 90s. You uh, changed your infield up for the first time uh, this season, I think, and uh, gave uh, DJ a day off, so to speak. He came in late in the game. Yeah, we wanted to try to get uh, Nagishi some at-bats. Uh, we need some left-handed uh, at-bats, uh, something off the bench as well, and he's a very good defender most of the time as well and played first uh, quite a bit last year and uh, you know, give, giving DJ a little bit of uh, – uh, a breather too, but more so getting uh, Nagishi a, a few a few at bats in there, and uh, his BP and his work ethic is uh, is outstanding, and we wanted to try to keep him in the mix. Yeah, and uh, Briggs Rudder got a day off uh, behind the plate. He'd been in there seven or eight straight games, I think. Yeah, so you know he caught all three on the weekend, and uh, the plan was uh, to get Vitito in there and to you know give him an opportunity to um, you know also get some at-bats being left-handed as well with the right-handed starter. But, uh, 
Uh, Vitato's a very good catcher, and uh, Rudder's been uh, swinging the bat very well, and our other catcher's a DH, so we hadn't had uh, the opportunity to get Vitato in there uh, quite enough, so we, uh, we wanted to do that today as well. Well, it's a loss, but it's not a conference game, and uh, we will head to San Antonio on Thursday, and I know that's, that's primarily uh, what you got on your mind right now. Well, I mean, I'm not super happy about what uh, what transpired today. It was a winnable game uh, for sure, and uh, we made some mistakes, and we gave them uh, some opportunities that they didn't give us and uh, still had a, had a chance to uh, get a little bit more accomplished today than we did. So we're not happy about that, but uh, we'll, we'll – uh, Put that behind us and move forward and, and see if we can, uh, you know, continue to try to play clean baseball. What's the thumbnail on San Antonio? They're in first place. They are obviously a, a good team, good hitting, good pitching. Yeah, they're very solid, very veteran all the way around. They're uh, uh, one of the probably the most uh, well-rounded clubs in the league uh, from offensive, defensive, and uh, what they do on the mound. Uh, so it's going to be a tough task, and uh, we're just going to have to uh, – do everything we can to try to play clean baseball and, and continue to compete and put ourselves in position. All right, Coach. Don't get to talk to you very often. We're down here on field level, so uh, pleasure to do that. And uh, we'll uh, see, I guess, uh, on the bus Thursday morning when we head to San Antonio. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Thank you. It's Coach Jerry Myers with his postgame comments as the Georgia State Panthers win today by a score of 5-2. to two. That's going to wrap it up uh, from uh, our point of view here. We'd like to thank everybody here at Georgia State. They set us up uh, with a nice uh, table, and and we had uh, we had adequate uh, we had adequate power and adequate internet. So I guess uh, we can't complain about that. We just don't uh, don't necessarily like to lose games, but uh, <laughs> in some aspects, our young pitchers did well, and others not so well. But uh, Five to two is the final score as the Raiders will head back uh, by bus tonight. And uh, John will uh, head to San Antonio on Thursday. Well, you will. Now, Thursday, I'm, uh, I'm going to head to the doctor and get my eyes taken care of. So I'll be able to see better when we come home the week after. So you'll actually be able to see what's going on out uh, there, huh? Well, but one of us needs to. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's going to wrap it up here uh, for our studio producer, Jackson Smith, and for my partner, John Callow. This is Dick Palmer. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you on Friday in San Antonio. That first game is starting at 6 o'clock. We'll be on the air at 545 from the Alamo City. And that's it for Middle Tennessee Baseball on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. At State Farm, when home and auto work as a team, you score and save money. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wama. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let's work together to win big by saving money on home and auto. With the service you get from State Farm, you might think our car insurance costs more. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wama. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let me show you with discounts up to 40%. You may find it even costs less. Prescription opioids can be addictive and dangerous. My son was 20 years old when he was prescribed opioids. It took him five days to get addicted. I'm not supposed to be the one to go get his suit and tie and pick which sneakers that I'm going to bury him in. My son overdosed at the age of 22 years old. Prescription opioids. 
It only takes a little to lose a lot. Visit cdc.gov slash rxawareness. Middle Tennessee Electric proudly supports the MTSU Blue Raiders. And we're proud to power the school board lights at Reese Smith Jr. Field. When it comes to the electric service in the community, you can always trust MTE to do what's best for our members. We serve by providing affordable, reliable, safe electricity and outstanding member service. Here at MTE, we serve to make life better for our members and their communities. Visit www.mtemc.com to learn more. And that scoreboard, light it up, Blue Raiders. Nothing is more expensive than a missed opportunity that could have changed your life. Maybe you're just graduating high school or are working and need to earn a degree to advance your career. Or you aspire to be a leader and a graduate degree can make that happen. Whether you're just starting out or retooling for the future, Middle Tennessee State University can help you get there. MTSU, the University of Opportunities. Employees at Purity Dairy are proud to be true blue supporters of Middle Tennessee athletics and their student athletes. At Purity Dairy, we aim to be the most trusted source of wholesome, delicious dairy products for every occasion. We never forget how fortunate we are to be invited into your home, and we earn our place by holding ourselves to the highest standards. With over 100 products available in Tennessee, Alabama, and Kentucky, visit your local retailer for Purity Milk, ice cream, and more. The Murfreesboro Post is Rutherford County's sports leader. No one covers high school sports like the Post. Now you can receive the Murfreesboro Post delivered by mail each week to your home for only $20 a year. Sign up at MurfreesboroPost.com and click subscribe and we will get your delivery of the Murfreesboro Post started. That's MurfreesboroPost.com for delivery of the Murfreesboro Post. This has been Blue Raider Baseball. Today's game was presented by Ascension St. Thomas, official hospital partner of MTSU. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation of the Blue Raider Network. We now return to regular programming on News Radio WGNS.